Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we look into your word, we ask that it will touch, that the word will touch our hearts, our minds, and our spirits, and we will grow thereby. We thank you and we honor you for it all. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. We are into a brand new series called Thanks and Giving. And before we actually get into the message, I just want to remind everyone that the celebration of the time of thanksgiving is not an American concept. Although we have set it up to cause that to happen, but thanksgiving has always been a part of how God did business. It has been centuries and centuries, and because we as Americans love to eat, we just figured out a way to celebrate and eat more food. That is the one day when people that only eat one serving a day will at least have one and a half servings, because that is our day to eat. Some of us even set up so that we know that we're going to eat a meal at one time, take a nap, wake up, and do another time, take a nap, and then have our final meal. It's a time that we like to eat and eat and eat. And that's how we give thanks to our belly, because it can hold all that food. Now, I could go through the smorgasbord of different things that everyone eats, but I'm not going to focus on that today. What I want to talk about is this time we have divided these two words and we're going to focus on the cause and effect of this situation. So my opening thought for today is this. Thankfulness leads us into the presence of God. But ungratefulness always leads us away from God. I'm going to say that one more time. Thankfulness leads us into the presence of God. But ungratefulness always leads us away from God. Our, our uh, subtitle for this first episode of the series Thanks and Giving is... Gratitude's power is nearness to God. Gratitude's power is nearness to God. Let's talk about our definitions for today. Our definitions are thanks. Thanks is an expression of gratitude. An acknowledgement made to express a sense of favor or kindness received. Giving is the act of bestowing, conferring, imparting, granting, or delivering. Gratitude is the feeling or sentiment, sentiment excited by kindness. And power is the force, the strength, or the momentum. 
Today we're going to look at a story in Luke, the 17th chapter, starting at the 11th verse. And it goes like this in the English Standard Version. It says, on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee, talking about Jesus. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good recesses, the good soil of our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to start this off by pointing out that when you had this condition called leprosy, it was a contagious condition. And because it was a contagious condition, you had to stay away from the people that did not have the condition. You had to go hang out with the other folks with the condition. They even made you have a song or a warning to let everybody else know that you had the condition. You had to walk around and when you seen people coming towards you, you had to declare unclean, 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 so folks would know not to come near you. And so this was the process that you had to go through when you were in this condition. And when you thought that everything was good with you, that, that the condition has passed, you had to go to the priest in order to be declared clean again. Well, Jesus, as he does, he just happened to be walking through a little town. As he's walking through this little town, he came upon... 10 men that had this condition and we know that they had this condition because Luke said and he's a doctor so he knew what kind of condition it was and so this condition leprosy could be as, as small as some, some, some psoriasis on your skin all the way up to the extreme where fingers would fall off and toes would fall off or noses would fall off. It had such a range that it could be affecting you. But as we look at this, because he, Luke, Dr. Luke didn't go into a, a, a precise diagnosis of what was going on, he wrote that there was 10 men and it says that they stayed at a distance. They positioned themselves as they were trained. And they hollered with a loud voice, Lord, have mercy on us. And as they were going, 
they, <coughs> excuse me, and as they were staying away from Jesus, I should start this part first, as they were staying away from Jesus, they were having to declare their uncleanness and ask for a little bit of help. And they said, have mercy on us. Remember the difference between grace and mercy. Grace is the unmerited favor that you receive. Mercy means there has, has something, uh, uh, something has happened. There has been a transgression and you are not giving the full effect of what the transgression requires. Mercy allows you to continue and mercy allows you to not be condemned as deeply as you could be. So they knew that they were in a bad condition, a bad situation, but they said, Lord, have mercy. And Jesus didn't say, I'm going to have mercy. He told them the process that they needed to go through in order to be declared clean. He said, listen, go and show yourselves to the priests. And, and, and in that verse, if you, if you really catch what is being said, <coughs> if you really catch what is being said, it says this, go and show yourselves to the priests. So they know that is part of the process for being cleansed, correct? Right. And it says, as they went, they were cleansed. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. They were not cleansed when he said go. As they were going, yeah. they became cleansed. Yeah. Sometimes we don't move until we see the result of what God has told us to do. But what we need to do, we need to get into the ing. What I mean by getting into the ing is if you want to be a prayer, then you begin praying and then you become a prayer. You got to do the ing. You got to do the movement. If you want to become a worshiper, you got to begin worshiping. And as you begin worshiping, you become a worshiper. And so as they were going, as they were in the process of walking by faith and not by sight, they realized they were cleansed. How many of us have stopped and, and said, well, Jesus said, the Spirit told me, and we just stay in that position until the fulfillment is Manifest, And then we're wondering why God is taking so long. Well, sometimes medicine requires us to move in order for the medicine to circulate so that it can do what it needs to do. If we just hold it in our mouth the whole time and do not have it in the ing process of going into our system, then we'll sit up there with a mouth numb from the medicine and not having the result of the power of the medicine. So there's a process in the going, in the doing, in the moving. And it says, as they went, they were cleansed. It didn't say one was cleansed. It says ten. Well, it implies ten 
were cleansed. Y'all with me? And then one of them, in verse 15, when he saw that he was healed, broke all protocol. He did not go to the priest as directed. He turned around and began praising God with a loud voice. So you got to remember, they were going around talking unclean, unclean, unclean. And everybody, he was, now his declaration was glory to God in the highest. God is worthy to be praised. Bless the name of the Lord. The Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He, all he could do was praise God and say it with a loud voice. And check this out. I, I love this part. He didn't stay at the distance that he was when he asked for the healing. It says he went all the way up and got to G He was able to grab a hold of Jesus' feet. That's close as you can get. And he gave him thanks. And then they had to bring this part out. Now he was a Samaritan. He was considered the low of the lowest. He was considered the one, as I told you, said before, they, it would be like a, a, a clansman going up to a, 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 a Jewish person and having fellowship. This is not supposed to be. Jesus you ain't even supposed to let him touch you, but he came in there, got at his feet, and he fell at him and he says, Jesus said, now wait a minute. We're not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Then he says, was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner, this stranger, this person that does not fully fall under the law because of his half-breedness and his because he's outside of us how is it that he has come back to give praise to the Lord God most high and then Jesus says to him rise and go your way your faith has made you well your confidence that God is going to do what he said he's going to do has made you well. We have to realize that not only is this a season that we like to emphasize thanksgiving, but it's also something for us to realize about the power of giving thanks. The power of giving thanks. A thankful heart brings us closer to God. When we know that God has done something that nobody else could do, we shouldn't just keep going in the direction we're going. We should turn and face the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I know y'all saying... When I say turn and face, you're trying to figure out which direction. And it just stop and say to yourself, I got to thank God for what he's done. Now, this is the thing. Sometimes you 
don't realize it until after it done happened. You've been praying, you've been, every time you get up in the morning, you got this pain in your back. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to take your time to get out the bed and you start praying about it. Lord, please touch my back. Lord, please touch my back. Then, then a couple days pass and next thing you know, you're still doing the same movement. But the pain is no longer there because sometimes we get into this rut of, oh, I got to have this. It's going to go like this. But sometimes God, in the midst of you going through and going through your daily routine, will cause something to happen. And when you realize, this is my point, when you realize God has done something, then you need to do something. When God has done something, you should be thankful and let him know that you are appreciative of what he's done for you. But it was just a little back pain, but it ain't there no more. Why? Because God has touched your body and God has healed your condition and you should stop and give him thanks to let him know that you appreciate him hearing your prayer. The scripture tells us that it's important for us to give thanks to God with all of our heart. It, 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 it magnifies it. It says not only that you should give thanks with your heart, but it says that you should love him with your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, everything about it. When you love somebody, you always want to give them an opportunity to receive gratitude from you. So we want to have the mindset whereby we walk in the power of giving God thanks. One of the things that we can do, we can make sure that we are intentional about giving thanks. We should look for opportunities to give thanks. Somebody almost hit you in the car, you should thank the Lord that they didn't hit you. And pray for them that everything is well with them. If we look for instances to intentionally give God thanks, guess what? They start showing up all over the place. Now, we've already talked about the fact how journaling should become a part of our spiritual growth. And so maybe we need to right now, today I almost got hit by a car, but thanks be to God, it did not happen. You see what I'm saying? We got to begin to just provide gratitude to God for all that he's done. One of the simplest things that you could do is at the end of your day or the start of your day, you could sit down and say, I want to just thank God for four or five things. And just write them down. I want to thank God for these things. And that you will operate in that power of looking for opportunities to show your gratefulness to God for the day. Sometimes when you're getting ready to bless your food, you can take a little moment just to thank God for, for the things that have happened through that day and just acknowledge him for. Now, those of you that do them, what I call the Bible prayers, where you want to pray every, when you bless the food, you want to use a reference from every book of the Bible. 
We're not talking about y'all. Y'all take too long. We're talking about the folks. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Scratch that on the recording. Anyway, for you should take time in order to bless the Lord, even when you are blessing your food, because being grateful is a wonderful thing. For those of you that write, why don't you write a thank you note to God? Lord, thank you. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my spouse. Thank you for my house. Thank you for my car. And if you ain't got none of that, thank you, God, that they are on the way. You know what I'm saying? You can just thank God for everything and anything. We want to have an attitude of spontaneous thanksgiving. That it begins to just come out of you, even in the midst of craziness, you still saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I remember back in the day, uh, I, I used to laugh at uh, the, the women in white is what I called them. Then I found out it's called the mothers. Uh, the women in white... Because they, that's, they would be sitting over there patting their foot and they'd be like, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, thank you, Jesus. And I'd be like, they don't know nothing else. But now I realize that sometimes you don't need to know a lot of things. You just hold yourself into that one thing, acknowledging him in all your ways. Thanking him for the way that he has you on and he will provide you with direction. There's a story I want to bring up today. It's, it's about a young lady. Her name is Joni Erickson Tata. For those of you that have listened to Christian radio, you may have heard of her, but she was 17 years old in 1967, and she was in a skiing accident that made her a quadriplegic. And so... Being a co-watcher, please, she couldn't use her hands. But Joe, during her rehabilitation, she learned how to paint with her mouth. Or with the brush in between her teeth. I, 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 yes. I fixed that up. But what ended up happening is she became so good at it that she was able to sell the paintings that she painted. She has written over 40-something books, recorded musical albums. She has even had a movie about her life that she starred in. And she's an advocate for people with disabilities. Her ministry is to go to other countries with wheelchairs for people with disabilities. She'll tell you that her life is hard. But, she's, but if there's anything Jody per, uh, per, personifies, it is joy. She says, today look around you. Surely there are small blessings, little joys, tiny hits of God's favor for which you can be grateful. Don't take things for granted today. Take them with gratitude. This woman has, and she's married, and 
She, she has lived her life. She is living her life. She is enjoying God's blessing. And what everybody else says is a situation that is bad. Can we intentionally get that same type of attitude? Whereby we are sitting up and we see an ant walk across the floor. We just grateful to God that the ant who does not, who is not a slugger, is constantly building and constantly and looking for the good situations in everything that happens. Now as we get ready to to call this a day, I, I, I want to point out something very quickly, is that I believe that the other nine people, I don't have any justification for this, but I, I believe that the other nine people in this situation were all Jews, Israelites, and they were so locked into the process, the procedure, that they did not realize that God had did something miraculous in them to the point to cause them to deviate from what they knew what they had to do. That they were so excited that they maybe said, I got to get the, clean, the bill of cleanliness from the priest so I can go see my family. Or they, they could have come up with all these other excuses, but the... Samaritan decided, forget all that. I just want to thank God. I love my family. I, I love the opportunity to be in my home. I'm excited about that, but I just got to stop and thank God for what he's doing in my life. So that leads to the, the second part of our opening thought that Ungratefulness leads us away from God's presence. Thankfulness leads us to God's presence. So we realize that the Samaritan, the, 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 the one that was considered the outcast, was thankful, so it led him to the presence of God, which then had God declare that your faith has made you well. The rest of them went away from him to the priest and about their lives. What do you want to be? What do you want to do? How do you want to do it? Again, our opening thought was this. Thankfulness leads us into the presence of God. But ungratefulness always leads us away from God. Which then leads me to our final thought for today. That we can develop a lifestyle of thankfulness by intentionally expressing our gratitude and practicing spontaneous appreciation throughout our day. Can you just sit there as you're watching TV and, or as you're sitting there walking up the steps, can you say, thank you, Lord, I made it up the steps. Thank you, Lord, that I was able to walk across the room. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I used to think it was, it was kind of humorous, but now I'm realizing that when you thank God in all things, you become so appreciative of the things that he does Amen. all the time. 
And when situations really get bad, your first thing to do is to pray and be thankful. Because that's what we want to do. We want to be thankful. Why? Because gratitude's power is nearness to God. The strength of gratitude, the, 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 the pushing or the, the uh, prodding of gratitude, when we're grateful, the strength of gratitude is it makes us go closer to God, that we acknowledge him even stronger, that we even walk with him a little closer because we're just thankful. Just thankful for all that he's done in our lives. With that being said, the key to this thankfulness is having a relationship with God. You can be thankful without the relationship, but it's that much greater in your life when you are in relationship. And to have the relationship, the Bible tells us that we should accept the gift that God has given us, which is his son. Having a relationship with his son brings you into the kingdom of heaven. In order to have that relationship is a very simple process. It starts off, it says that it, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What does all that mean? It means that God wants to rescue you from the wages of sin. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. He wants us to have the eternal life that we can find in Christ Jesus. He wants to deliver us from the hand of our enemy, the devil. And have us walk in the kingdom that he has created for us. Now, after you have heard this and you want to give God thanks for all that he's done and accept Christ into your life, we don't want you to feel that this is an individual thing. As we said, this is not an individual event. This is a team sport. And we want to come alongside you and assist you along this journey of knowing God more and more. Being coming more and more like his son. So that we can celebrate his son in the earth and draw more people unto him. With that being said, if you have accepted Christ today as your Lord and Savior, we want you to let us know by emailing us at info at godshousecc.com. Or you can text us at 864-920-0100. Let us know that you've made that decision. We're going to come alongside you no matter where you are in the world and assist you in this journey. Well, friends and family, that is our first episode of Thanks and Giving. That gratitude's power is nearness to God. Next week is going to be episode number two. I don't think you want to miss it. 
you might want to hear it again. So if you want to hear it again, you can go to our YouTube page. Uh, and to get there, just go to YouTube and to search, put God's House Christian Church. Once you put God's House Christian Church, it will then take you to the page and you can review any of the messages, especially this one, and hear it again and again. Because there's probably be something else that you'll get out of it, all right? And with that being said, until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name. Amen.